What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Eddie, with Flex Machine Tools. Welcome to this episode of Flex and Friends Live, our videocast and podcast experience where I get to sit down with, chat, hang out with, and pick the brain of the industry's loudest, proudest, best, brightest, most passionate, and profound thought leaders. And we are talking about everything, you guessed it, manufacturing. So today we have yet another gangster in the back room here. This is a gentleman from a company you may know, unless you live under a rock, Zometry. And though this is some large publicly traded company, I got one of the OGs here. So we're going to take it back but before we do let's bring him on in and our good friend greg paulson let's get this boy in here greg is in the house my good man what is the good word how you doing today dude i'm doing excellent how are you eddie Excellent. No, it's seriously, <laughs> it's a great day to have a great day. And, and I've been wanting to talk with you for some time because you you personally have some exciting things going on. But Zometry is just talk about jumping on a rocket ship. It's it's been nothing short of amazing. And I'm I'm really happy to have you here. Now that you're officially here, man, uh, you're a popular guy. A lot of individuals know who you are. But for those again who may live under rocks, let's take a step back. Let's figure out who is Greg personally and professionally. Let me know, man. Yeah. So um, again, just thanks so much for having me on. This is really exciting. I love the energy. I love the energy and it's so it's contagious. And I always got to say, because I'm usually the hype person when I'm on the calls, but I'm like a one and you're like an 11. And it's a, it's, it's just, it's just excellent uh, to, to be with that, especially when we talk about the manufacturing industry. And yeah, I'm, I'm Greg. Uh, I, uh, that's, that's it. No, I'm Greg. I'm, I'm, I'm a perpetual learner. I love learning uh learning and communicating uh, i love this this city which is study it as if you were to teach it and i take it by heart and i've worked in industries of uh, product development uh manufacturing throughout my career uh including i've uh, actually uh, i'm a 3d printing expert i've been working in advanced additive manufacturing uh for the past 15 years uh oh, wow. not too long ago i was saying 14 years and i was like wait it's it's 2022 i could actually say 15 years now yeah uh, so that's uh, it's it's been a really exciting career path because I've always been on the unknown turned into the known stage, like that that uh, early stage development of projects, launching things, and I, I've also had a really unique uh, experience because I've been both a buyer, someone who needs stuff made, like stuff that's designed to get produ and produced, and working with vendors and suppliers and in-house manufacturing, uh, and I've also been the manufacturer, so customers come to me to ask to get stuff made and I work with them and review their technical prints and drawings and uh, help them figure out what to choose and why. But that's, you know, me kind of career wise, but I'm also I'm a family man. I have uh, a wife and a five-year-old. She just turned five this week, which is really exciting. Mm -hmm. uh, an awesome family. And that's, uh, you know, that is, that is my life uh, as well. So outside of, outside of the job hours. Uh, there we go. Yeah. The expert, the family man, and everything in between. You are a seasoned individual, and, and, and I'm happy for you. You, you definitely, uh, I'm sure that your family is just, just super blessed to be able to have your energy and your enthusiasm in that household. I'm sure you have some crazy good times. I dig right. it. I dig it, man. And then with that, just as a reminder for anybody watching live, I see we got some people across some platforms. Hop in that chat box. Feel free to either say hi to myself, say hi to Greg, or if you have any really cool questions, hey, we'll pull them up. We'll try to answer them in real time. But as we keep our conversation going, so now we know Greg a little bit personally and professionally, but one word, one of my favorite words in the English language is 
passion. And I would be doing everyone and myself a disservice if we didn't dive into what makes a passionate dude like yourself so passionate. And what are you passionate about? Sorry, saying it too much, but dang oh. it, I love it. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I am interested in everything. Like, I, I, I want to be a professional generalist, which a lot of people don't are like, whoa, 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 don't say that out loud, Greg. But I, I like <laughs> learning different uh, things and learning how they how they connect to each other. Um, so when I, you know, early in my career, um, and actually even before that, you know, when I was ever learning about tech, I always became kind of the tour guide of that area. Uh, even when I was at JMU, so I studied at JMU, um, business undergrad and technology uh, in grad school, and I was able to be in a product realization lab where we had um, a selective laser sintering and a 3D printing process. We had ejection molding. Um, we had to, a couple of other types of 3D printing uh, available there as well. And this is 2007 to kind of date myself. So just kind of uh, throw, throw us back a little bit. Uh, but uh, all of a sudden, like groups would come in and be like, let me show you around. And it just was like just this natural progression. Uh, but I always like, you know, being excited about what I'm doing. And then telling others and get, getting them excited about that. Uh, the other thing that I'm really passionate about is the people behind the work. I've, I've worked uh, with uh, assembly technicians. I've worked uh, with the, the design engineers, uh, with manufacturers, machinists, uh, mold operators, and I love them. And I, I absolutely celebrate um, our teams, the machinists, the shop owners out there because it is work. It's super rewarding. Like I, I couldn't push paper. Like I love, I love having tangible reality. Like at the end of the day, you're like, I made this, you know, you're able to hold something in your hand. Yes. Uh, it's a super rewarding business. Uh, that's, that's filled with passion, but there's, it's also, you know, it's real and real things happen there. And I always mm -hmm. sit there and help support the people behind it. Amen. Amen. So it looks like we already have a couple of questions here. Well, looks like a comment more. So, so Prince, Prince, I apologize. I'm not even going to try to pronounce your last name. Please forgive me. But looks like you have questions. Hey, feel free to uh, physically type out those specific questions. We happen to pull them up. And then LinkedIn user, but I'm pretty sure this is Ann Wyatt. I'm pretty sure. She says, <laughs> professional generous will be a crucial job title for the future manufacturing workforce. So absolutely yeah. assuming that that's Ann. But yes, cool. wonderful, wonderful stuff. Please keep absolutely. jumping in that, that chat box, even if it's just they say hi, or if you're Prince, got some questions. So as we continue the conversation, Greg, you told us a little bit of your background, which is wonderful to learn about you, by the way. Um, I'd love to know how you kind of got into manufacturing. So you, you want to kind of give us some of those stepping stones there, what got you to where you are now? Yeah, I, I have a really, you know, standard background where I studied uh, business hospitality management. So, you know, food and wine industry. And then I moved, uh, uh, you know, I moved somehow into technology and, and got my way there. But yeah, I, I do not have a linear path. There's a the truth here. I got into manufacturing because I got, I got really interested and I got hooked, especially on additive manufacturing. And I was lucky enough to fall into that, uh, which is different than a lot of modern times now because additive manufacturing is brand new. Uh, at that day and age. What helped back me up, though, was going all the way back in high school. Uh, I uh, was part of some uh, association called Technology Student Association, and I learned the 3D model when 3D model and 3D drafting programs were kind of getting newer out there. And I remember Autodesk Mechanical Desktop was my bread and butter uh, as I was learning there. And I learned how to do this model, uh, uh, 3D modeling, 3D uh, generation, and then I stopped. And for about four and a half years or so, as I was working, getting my undergraduate on a completely different subject line, 
I didn't use any of those tech skills. Like I was, you know, interested in studying business, got a BBA. Uh, and then when I moved into a grad program, I saw someone mocking something up in CAD and they were having trouble. And I raised my hand and said, can I have like two hours on the, on your workstation? Can I give it a try? And I got back into the 3D modeling aspect of that. And 3D modeling has become a core, especially with additive manufacturing, 3D printing, because the minimum, the bare minimum you need to 3D print a project is that 3D model. Uh, so all of a sudden I was able to make an input. I can make a shape. We had a project at the JMU where they were making a new uh, engineering school and they needed uh, things to hold routers. Remember when we had to actually wire routers in versus wireless? Like they needed stuff to hold wired routers on these desks. And I was like, give me the router. I, I measured around it. I uh, created a, uh, a under desk mount for it with clearances and everything for it. And then 3D printed out copies in our selective laser sentry machine and just got me hooked. Uh, from there, I went into product, product development uh, where I was, I was actually searching for selective laser sentry outside of school on a Google map and found something within close distance and applied there and was fortunate enough for them to bring me on. Uh, but that was a really cool place. It was engineers, CNC machinists, uh, medical manufacturing. So we had pick and place. Uh, we had to, um, we had inspection, soldering stations, uh, and electromechanical assembly. So I had this gamut of knowledge in our in our uh, in house, and everything that our team designed, we made. We put it together too. So it was this really cool mixed manufacturing environment, and then ultimately zometry you know, joined on Zometry. Uh, yeah, so uh, known like my tag here is Zometry Greg, but I joined on Zometry, which is the world's largest manufacturing marketplace. We offer over 13 different manufacturing technologies. And it's really cool because it's a blend of not just like machine shop or service bureau. It's like the Uber of manufacturing. We use AI and machine learning to uh, provide instant pricing over a gamut of technologies. We actually interpret that 3D geometry, provide pricing right away. And part of my job has been the person that has two ears and one mouth. I, I listen to my uh, customers, I look at their needs, and I help them choose uh, you know, what process to choose and why they may choose at this stage into product development and kind of and have been the application engineer there. So I've had to learn further, go deep into CNC machining. I have to go deep into laser cutting, you know, water jet cutting, uh, injection molding die casting i'm learning about uh, uh, like weldments and fabrication right now like my next step is to figure out weld call outs and make sure i'm an expert on that so i'm constantly learning on manufacturing tech and i can breathe now yeah yeah no you're good no it's just because you just the thing is that you've just been subjected to so much and you know so much so me asking you these questions they're almost loaded <laughs> in a way because you just have so much context to provide and and so, which is great. And, and Zama is super yeah. lucky to have you. Go ahead, please. No, no, it's absolutely unique. And I, I feel so privileged to be in a situation where I can uh, sit there and say, yeah, I can do that. And, and a lot of times when you're in a shop, you are used to the tools you have. Mm -hmm. And the window of the world in which you're looking at a project, a, a design project or a production project, you're always seeing it as like, how can my tools do that? And, and then you, you think about like, oh, maybe I need to outsource this or that. With Zometry, we have this supplier base, right? So the, um, our huge supplier base is our capability list, and it's just constantly growing. The talent set is just fantastic. And so when I think about work, I, it's not just about 
what we have because we have everything. So it's like, what else is going to be best for you right now? Uh, and it's, it's just really awesome to be thinking about different technologies and keeping them all on the same uh, platforms and metal 3D printing is it CNC machining. We could help to uh, figure out what's the best and why to choose that. Mm -hmm. at that time. Mm -hmm. And then, Hey, we got another question here from LinkedIn user, AKA and Wyatt, one of my favorite human beings on this planet. She says, is Zometry currently working in the automation or integration field? If no, do you see it happening? Greg, what do you think, my man? Oh, that can mean, so that can mean a lot of stuff. Uh, I would love to get, if you could follow on to that, but when you talk about automation, um, we, from a physical standpoint, uh, so if we're talking about the physical production of goods, definitely automation, integration, industrial automation is a large industry for us, especially robotics, end effectors, linear actuators, anything that has to be custom and move along with it. Because a lot of the, like a lot of these robotic apparatus um, are general purpose and then you have like the 11 to 12 p.m. of the design, which is the thing that actually interacts with that object. And that's where things like 3D printed jigs and fixtures, uh, uh, CNC machined uh, pieces, soft touch molded components specifically for that design or urethane cast sometimes for soft touch um, come into play. And that's certainly where we live. Like we, I live vicariously through my customers and these exciting things. And we serve all sorts of industries. Um, I do want to say also one of the automations that we have is just like uh, just like the disruption that a taxi dispatch company had when Uber came around. Instead of calling up someone and then they're, them figuring out who else is going to, you know, who's going to do your ride and then going from that ride, Uber's just like, let me just connect you directly with the driver. And uh, we're, we're able to do that and we automate supply chain. So if I'm abstracting automation in a different way, a lot of, a lot of times customers are finding Zometry because we are able to do that job and we are, we'll give you pricing right away without you waiting around for it. Uh, and pricing is good, lead times are fast and you click buy and it's like an e-commerce experience. Mm -hmm. But the reason why a lot of our customers stick around is like, oh my gosh. And they take care of this whole hassle of supply chain back and forth. What's the status of my order? All this, it's all dashboards and, and easy to read interfaces. Uh, and that's, if, you, if you've been in the business for a while, you may find that when you're outsourcing work, 40% of your time is just figuring out where your work is. And we really take care of a lot of that too. Mm -hmm. And I, I got to give proper kudos where it's due. Looks like the LinkedIn username is popular here because that was not Ann Wyatt, even though it's still <laughs> one of my favorite. That was actually Stephen Barger, my man, former Flex friend of ours. Hey, appreciate you jumping in that chat box. Everybody keep on hopping in. The chat box is hot. We got people from Facebook and LinkedIn coming in hot. But as we continue our conversation here, as we get to know you, you let us know a little bit about kind of what Zometry does. Not a little bit because you do a lot of it. And one thing I think that you really bring bring to the table amongst this the variety of things is your ability and I guess the, the opportunity that you have to talk to these end users and figuring out what is keeping them up at night. So what in your opinion are some of these problems that they're facing? What's really bugging people at the spindle and on the shop floor, man? Oh yeah. So you're talking spindle and shop floor, right? So we have Zometry we're connected to our supplier network, thousands of manufacturers and suppliers. And, and part of the solution we have there, by the way, is some of these things that keep you up at night. Uh, you know, how do I grow? How do I get work? You know, how do I, how do I get money? Like, how do I get paid to keep my payroll running? Uh, a vast majority of uh, shops in the U.S. aren't those large factories that you see, like, on the tours. And, like, you know, if you, if you ever see a, uh, like, president visits so-so facility, it's usually this giant, expansive shop floor. Like I think it's uh, over 286,000 small businesses, uh, manufacturers in the United States, and they're sub 20 employees. 
So all of a sudden that whole thing about cash flow, my, my job, my schedule is really, really, really important. Uh, growth. How can I grow as a company? How can I grow my people? Uh, we have um, at Zometry, we, we serve both the customers, the people who are buying parts, looking looking for uh, things to be manufactured, and we service the suppliers, those who are providing services for manufacturing. Um, we have a you know we have a bunch of tools available, so we have our supply store, easy way to get uh, you know materials, tools, uh, and other things quickly. Uh, for for your work because a lot of times lead times can can be shorter with the demand of the customer, um, but we also have things like fintech services that, uh, which we're explore which we're exploring we've launched. We have something called a Zometry Advance Card uh, for uh, for new uh, for suppliers using us. And it's interesting because think about this: say you're about to take on a ten thousand dollar job, uh, you have you know that immediately. Like if if, if it's a normal customer, there's going to be like a net 30 or or sometimes you're working with a really large organization it could be net 45, net 90, which means that after I ship, I have to wait 45 days to get my, my payment. Yet I'm taking on this $10,000 job and I need to drop like $4,900 of just raw materials right away. And it's a big cash flow in it. Uh, with uh, with our advanced, uh, our advanced cards, these FinTech services, it allows, uh, allows you to withdraw from the future earnings essentially. So without like it's not a, it's not not going to affect a credit score or anything, but you actually go and sit and buy your goods and materials to produce your parts. It acts kind of like a Visa card, uh, and uh, you are not dropping from your bank account. So it helps you actually just continue to move forward without that the extra pressure that you usually have with cash flow, cash drops, and um, then we also have tools that help you get paid faster if you require faster pay. And we have a uh, you know uh, every we are consistent payers, right? So we are consistent, reliable payers. And did I mention like I keep on mentioning you're doing jobs, and that's because you're finding these jobs. These jobs are available on this digital job board that Zomtri has. So as we vet our suppliers through, they have that. But yeah, these these are these are big things when you think about uh, if you're a small business. A lot of times these businesses, the most talented person is also the the owner of the shop. So you're, you have this dual brain, right? Like you're trying to, you right. have your, your manager of responsibilities, you have your salesman hat, like, so it's actually like, you know, multiple, multiple hats there. Uh, and then your machine is hat and you're hoping to kind of delegate and elevate up your, uh, um, your, your employees and, and work and grow. And we're just another tool in your toolbox that can help you build a little bit more revenue, build, build a service. We have uh, guides, other tools and other services that help you elevate yourself and your employees. Uh, so we're, we're trying to really work, uh, work those angles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which sounds intriguing. And that, that's such good insight, just knowing what's happening on the shop floor. And you, you just have such a clear set of lenses for that. And so now that we've discussed a little bit of what you know, is keeping individuals up at night, I'm sure a lot of individuals could be like, oh my God, me too, right? Uh, you mentioned 3D printing in the additive world. And that's obviously something you've done for yeah. now 15 years, dang it. 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> 15 years. So man what's happening because i feel like 3d printing there's so much like they're 3d printing houses now and just what's happening greg i I actually was uh listening in i didn't get as much time but there's a 3d printing housing conference on monday and tuesday of this week that i was able to uh join in on for a little bit because i'm curious in that uh my family actually my my mom and dad uh, ran a um a building construction business uh, a drywall subcontractor Mm -hmm. and so i you know i've when I was looking at, you know, I look at 3D printing buildings, it's really interesting. And my mind goes on my, what I'm experienced with. So there's a lot more creative people out there on their applications, 
Uh, but you know, you mentioned 3D printing housing, so I'll just have a quick segue here. Yeah, There's yeah. something called um, precast concrete in building construction, which is usually uh, components that are concrete in your building aren't usually cast in place. They're cast at another facility. You're building molds to cast that concrete, and then you're you're trucking it over to the place, and that helps you construct without having to wait for it to dry. Essentially, like it, it helps you construct in parallel. Mm -hmm. uh, and when I look at some of these 3D printing uh, um, construction, these these advanced concretes, uh, I, I really see a disruption there. Because so what does 3D printing do? 3D printing allows you to build directly from a digital file. Uh, it allows you to eliminate tooling. So uh, most traditional processes, CNC machining, uh, you know, I, I have something to hold my my workpiece together. And if I have secondary ops, I may have a soft jaw operation. So I may be custom cutting my jaws to hold something that's more contoured. Like uh, I have this weird piece behind me that's, you know, CNC machined and it definitely was soft jawed when you did the, the secondary op on it. And uh, you don't need that tooling, injection molding. I need to build a higher cost upfront tooling before I make my first low cost plastic piece mm -hmm. with, you know, 3D printing is direct digital manufacturing. So whenever it enters a, a, an area, it first starts off as a, can I prototype with it? And 3D printing is very much the leader in prototyping. There's, there's very little excuse not to incorporate 3D printing in any life cycle that you have, just because it's typically low cost, it's quick, and it allows you to iterate successfully there. And it's, it's proven out that model for years. 3D printing is actually uh, you know, over 30 years old. It's popular. It's been popular in the last decade, uh, but it's a uh, it's you know it's uh, over thirty years old as a, as an industry, and a lot of that's matured. So what's next? Though? What am I, what am I seeing? I am seeing enhancements that take that thing that I usually think of as a rapid prototype tool, and bridge me into production viable. So can I three D print this product as a prototype? And can that method be the final method in which I'm introducing my product? Uh, so sometimes that's in metals that can be, can I use direct metal printing to actually produce these parts and bypass CNC machining or die casting or metal injection molding? And in some, in some cases, it makes a lot of sense, especially if you're, you're able to use some of the cheat codes that you can with design for 3D printing, lattice structures, multiple pieces of one assembly fused together it's perfect for, for that design. You're starting to see that adoption more and more. Uh, I've seen on plastic 3D printing, which is uh, something I live in uh, you know, a lot. That's kind of my business. And I, that was the first type of technology that I learned. Uh, things that enhance surface finishes of parts have been huge, monumental in taking so, a, something that you would usually feel as a consumer be like, that's 3D printing. I don't feel, it feels cheap or it doesn't feel right to me. Mm -hmm. And turning it into something that feels like this is this is end use viable. Like I have a this is actually a a three D printed rubber piece, like an elastomer piece here. Oh. Yeah, so this is three D printed in a uh, TPU, a thermoplastic polyurethane. Uh, but this was actually part of a pandemic response where we were running out of adapters for packers, which are like, kind of like these uh, these. Um, constant air uh, respirator systems. That you, that oh, you like an overhead mask with, okay, okay, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. What was happening was consumables were wearing out. So these packers were meant to be single use in a lot of hospital settings, but they were using them for, you know, 200 days straight. Ah. And so the consumables were wearing out and there was, the supply chain was broken at that time. 
So 3D printing came to the rescue and making you know, components like this that help uh, replace some of those some of those consumables. But being able to uh, do secondary processes to color or, or alter the surface finish to make it you know parts more um, uh, easier to clean, make them feel more like injection molding. It all helps for the interoperability. It all helps for the adoption of that technology, mm -hmm. uh, for sure. Mm -hmm. Really cool um, to see what's happening with the different materials. You're saying finishes, yeah. and I, I feel like even though it has been around for quite some time, the popularity is only accelerating the technology, the right. use of it, and the innovation of it within itself. So just intriguing stuff. And then another thing that that I, I think is intriguing that you very well may be able to kind of guide us through is we got operators nowadays, machine shop owners, whatever, the people that, that you're talking to, uh, there's so much technology and they know they got to get from point A to point B, but there's so many steps and so many different means about going, you know, going about it. So how, how are operators supposed to properly know like what the best technology is for their specific needs? There's just so many options, Greg, how do we, how do we narrow yeah. it down? Uh, I gotta say, every every other day, probably I'm talking uh, talking with our team about building you know better tools for help you choose and why. Gotcha. Nobody knows over a dozen technologies back and forth, and I've, we've definitely made solid efforts. So, uh, zometry.com, like that's with X X O M E T R Y dot com. Uh, we have uh, even be, if you don't have a design to quote, I still recommend if you're learning on the subject, uh, if you're an operator, if you're looking to expand your knowledge. Uh, go to our site, check out our resources, check out our capabilities pages, because like I said, we have choices. We're not just trying to sell you on one technology or another. Um, we're trying to tell you why this technology is really good. Uh, and here's, you know, like at these, at these aspects and when you may want to use something different. Mm -hmm. A lot of the webinars that I do, which are also, if you use a search bar and you search like webinar or um, video, on um on our search bar you'll see a lot of these educational videos and webinars that i do and a lot of them are the comparison of different technologies so mm. you know what's what materials are going to be the most durable in this type of situation what yeah, materials yeah. are the most heat resistant why would i like as as a designer you know when should i think about 3d printing in my design process or what like why does it just make sense to cnc machine this project sometimes like i, I talk about the sheet metal Sheet metal is an extremely intentional design process. It's really uh, like if if you you don't just accidentally make a sheet metal form. Like it's you're you have that in mind, and it turns out like that. Yes, you can metal three D print small sheet metal designs, but it's almost certainly cheaper and faster just to bend it. You know, and that's you know, and you can actually check the pricing using Zometry's instant quoting tool, mm -hmm. and just you know put that design up and toggle between different processes and see how the pricing and lead time updates. But sometimes I'm like, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a, it's a duck. You know, other reasons. You know, I may use 3D printing to bridge my prototyping concept, uh, development early adopters, and then move to a traditional process for scaling. Uh, for example. Sure, sure, which makes sense, and. Yeah. I love the duck reference. It's so awesome. It's so awesome. And it's, and I, I can vouch so many good resources and so much good information on your website, like just a wealth of information. <laughs> so like, let me second that motion first and foremost. And so we've covered some ground today, like what's keeping individuals up at night, what's going mm -hmm. on with 3D printing. We talk about, you know, how can operators really select the right technology with everything that's available to them in the, you know, in this day and age. But with the, I'd love to hear maybe one or two good trends that you're seeing within the industry, things maybe you're excited about, but or things like, hey, pay attention to this because you heard it here first. This is going to be a big deal. What do you got? 
You know, well, here's the, here's an interesting th thing that I've seen, um, and this is something that I've seen in industries where a decade ago uh, something may have been cost prohibitive or seemed cost prohibitive. Uh, mm -hmm. So, just in general, when I was in product development, uh, when I when I started my career in product development, injection molding itself just seems super cost prohibitive. Like every time you want to move, like make a little thing, you're like forty grand in the hole, and mm -hmm. and start off that way. I've seen over progression because of the advancement of technology, the advancement of digital marketplace systems, where you actually are able to to connect with uh, suppliers that have capacity at that time and want to do that work. They want to, you know, make the, keep their spindles turning. Those prices have dramatically dropped. So the same project that may have been forty thousand dollars for me, uh, you know, fourteen years ago, is now maybe a four thousand dollars. So you know, seven thousand dollar project, which sounds like a lot, but actually is like just significantly more accessible. Uh, because all those things that 3D printing used to be, uh, if you just walked in the door, you're $300 in. Now you can get a part for seven bucks, you know, or, or, or fewer. And that's a service part. If you're building in house, you may, it may only cost you, you know, 50 cents uh, to do. So you're seeing a lot of advanced technology that was advanced at that time, uh, you know, several years ago, becoming just completely commoditized. And, you know, pricing lead times are really reflecting that. And I, I really want to emphasize that because uh, complexity, the accessibility to 3D design tools like CAD programs has never been higher. Uh, yeah. So like these CAD, like, so you as a you know, designer, engineer, manufacturer, you could be dangerous with, with CAD. You can, you can go and, and uh, you know, design some really cool stuff with really mm -hmm. low cost programs uh, and they could be used to make a real tangible thing. Uh, so when I think about like these trends that I see, uh, especially with 3D printing, 3D printing, like as soon as 3D printing started, people needed 3D CAD files, but a lot of people that wanted 3D CAD files didn't, didn't have, couldn't afford the CAD programs. So CAD got cheaper, 3D printing got more advanced, CAD got more advanced, CNC machining and, uh, and other traditional processes got more digitized and instant quality. CAD's getting more advanced to meet that. Now you have super advanced CAD and you see a, um, you as a machinist are like, oh man, I couldn't program before. And now CAD is actually saying, I have CAD slash CAM in my program to help you along. So now it's been this seamless transition of, of digital space going from not just like file, drop it to your computer, then figure out how to make it. It's now file, CAM, output, produce unit. I mean, it's, it's really exciting to see how the digital space has taken, taken uh, up a lot of uh, what I would call like a tribal knowledge that would typically be in the manufacturing sector. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very just very intriguing, but more so relevant points yeah. today. I love the the injection molding reference. Got a good friend and other um uh, a former guest, Dan McMahon owns Pro Plastics here in Ohio, injection molding facility, one of my good friends. And he's telling me about all the the main most of the costs is in the freaking tooling, right? Oh, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. that is the big thing, right? Yeah, for sure. And for even sure. 3D printing is hitting the tooling market. So uh, 3D printed uh, cords, cavities are, um, there's still risk there. I'll tell you that. Like we think about that at Zombie all the time. Like I got to deliver to you. So I can't, your project is not my science project, right? Like, so we're, you know, working tried and true uh, processes to guarantee uh, delivery times and quality on your product. Mm -hmm. uh, but you're seeing 3D printing and these advanced technologies converging and merging into hy hybrid uh, uh, state so you may cnc machine a generic cavity and then you have like kind of like this opening that can be insert core or cavity here so you could 3d print in a higher resolution process 
insert that in and use that to make um, you know starting starter shots. I won't say it's a full production viable, but you could actually use it to make you know real shots of of your part or product much more effectively. Uh, and and you know a few years ago again I'd be like eh, I don't know, but today I'm like oh maybe you know you, you get more confidence. Uh, the more that's been used and and tried it tried out in different processes and different applications. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Solid stuff, solid stuff. Which I that's the I, I wish we had more time because I would love to talk about how that's <laughs> going to change the game of it. Yeah. Man, you just know so dang much, Greg. That's exactly <laughs> I, why we have. I'm interested in everything. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. You you are you are a master, my man. And even for only 15 years in it, I'm so excited just to stay in touch with you and just to really learn more about what you learn. And so with that, moving forward, man, as we kind of pin up this episode, it's been a wonderful conversation. But for those who are looking to get more information on not only just the things that we've talked about, but to keep up with Zometry, keep up with Greg, where can we look and stay in touch for uh, to get more information, man? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm always happy to personally connect uh, with those in field, like those who are looking to learn more about technology and applications. So uh, find me on LinkedIn, uh, Greg, Greg Paulson. I'm a uh, forward slash on LinkedIn, the many parts made, as well as you can find uh, find my social, Zometry Greg. And of course, look at Zometry with at Zometry on social. But I, I highly, highly recommend uh, Zometry.com. If you are interested uh, in uh, anything manufacturing, if you are someone looking to procure parts, if you're looking looking to design parts, if you're looking to be a manufacturer of things and you're looking for business, that's that's your starting point. Zometry.com, and you'll find uh, different tools there available for you. The instant quoting tool is absolutely amazing. Uh, if you have a 3D file, you can drag it, upload it, and just see how fast it works. I think the average quote time happens in less than 20 seconds. It, it's pretty, pretty remarkable. And this is coming from an industry where you're usually waiting days to hear back. So it's, oh, that's, it's that's very, Jimmy John's fast, bro. Yeah, that's yeah, freaking fast. Jimmy John's fast. And uh, uh, the other thing is if you're designing, uh, so I have to say, like, I love working in CAD. Uh, you know, designing is kind of my, has been my intro tool into the manufacturing world. Uh, and we have free add-ins uh, that you can find under our resources tab uh, for SolidWorks, Autodesk Inventor, Autodesk Fusion 360, as well as we just launched an Onshape uh, app. So uh, those are free. Those give you those instant quoting tools, some design for manufacturability feedback while you're in the design stage. So it's really cool to kind of understand the pricing implica implications of your design as you're working along. Mm -hmm. Man, just tools upon so tools upon tools upon resources upon re just the gambit. Check it out. Zometry as well as Zometry Greg on the socials, on the interwebs, all of the above to get not only the amazing information we've received today, but all the other wonderful resources that they have available. And it is vast. It is plenty. And it is quality. I can promise you uh, first year. So with that, Greg, thank you so much for your time today. It's really been a true pleasure. We got one more in the chat. What's going on here? What do we got here someone says this is an awesome combo i think there should be a part two don't tease us <laughs> don't tease us so thank you again that. really appreciate you greg and appreciate all of you jumping in the chat box if you didn't no worries we love this live component for those who want to listen more we will be on audible we're going to be on amazon we're going to be on spotify google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, all the above but for now we thank you all for joining us for this live episode of flex and friends so hey you all stay awesome you stay flexing, and we will surely see you next time. See you all.